Today we are doing is an area called repositioning for increase. Repositioning for increase. First of all, I want to begin with this. It is the will of God for you to experience increase. God wants you to experience increase this very year. In Psalms 115 verse number 14, it was one of the prayers. He said, the Lord increase you more and more. That, that's in the scripture. That's in the word of God. He said, the Lord, may the Lord give you increase more and more. You and your children. So is it God's will for us to experience increase? Yes. God wants you to experience increase. God wants you to have more than enough. It is the plan of God. It is God's will for you. And I'm praying for you that this year, you will experience more increase in 2021 than last year. Can I get a better amen this morning, church? Yeah, this is my prayer for you that the Lord will multiply you. The Lord will increase you this very year. But here's another thing. Uh, for increase to come, we have to reposition ourselves. You know, increase doesn't just happen like that. Uh, increase is available, if I might add. God, through the death and the burial of Jesus Christ, he has made abundance available. He has made increase available. But we have to reposition ourselves so we can receive what God wants to give to us. Can I get an amen this morning, church? Well, increase is available. It's true. All that you and I will ever need is already available. But I believe the challenge is that we are not repositioned with what he has already done. So this morning, I want to talk to you about repositioning yourself for increase. Let's look at Exodus chapter 13 from verse number 1 through 2. Then the Lord said to Moses, dedicate to me, if you could pay attention, every firstborn among the Israelites the first offspring to be born of both humans and animals belongs to me here God is saying this is a covenant that he entered into with the people of God and he said to them whatever I've given you anything that opened the womb must be mine in other words when when if you are there were farmers so he said to them, whenever, you, whenever something open up, whenever you, your sheep give birth or your cow give birth, the first one is mine. God laid claims to the first part. The reason why is because he wants to keep us conscious of him, that he is our number one. He is our priority. So increase will come when you and I understand the principle of the first. When you understand that the first will always belong to God. See, do you realize that Jesus uh, uh, is God's tithe? Jesus is God's first. God gave Jesus to you and I. And all of us in this room and on streaming life, we are all harvest from the tithe that God gave of Jesus. Amen. So God said anything that opens the womb, the first thing to open the womb, it is mine. God laid claims to it. The question is, does he have the right to demand for the first place in our lives? Yes. He has the right to ask, 
to be number one in your life to have the priority place in your life god will not be will be second in your life or in my in, in our life he wants to be number one in your life he wants to be the priority in your life now if you look through the old testament and even in the new testament there were instances whenever god's people did not put god first they got in trouble and if you look at your life if you look at my life anytime you and i don't prioritize god and we don't put god in his first place many of our challenges and crises and difficulties we go through in life they are the result of putting ourselves first or putting other people or other things ahead of god but god wants to be your priority in 2021 can I get a name this morning, church? So if God is forcing your life, this is the way life works. When God is forcing your life, everything will begin to line up. When God is not number one in your life, that's where the crisis comes from. But at the beginning of the year, in the month of, of, of January, we want to make sure that you and I, we are making sure that God is the first priority in our lives now it's not just in the area of money priority has to do also with your time that when you get up in the morning what is the first thing you do you give him the first part of the day and when you give him the first part of the day that will determine what happens to the rest of the of your day whenever you wake up in the morning and you give him the first part by acknowledging him by spending time with him by worshiping and praising him he will see to it that the remainder of your day is blessed can i get an amen this morning church so god wants to be number one in your life he wants to be priority in your life oftentimes we become distracted by one thing or the other job career and they will shift away and they will move away from the god's first principle but at the beginning of the year i believe god wants us to to come back to him to prioritize him and to to center him in our life if you want things to go well for you this year simply put put god first in your life did you hear what i say this morning church let god be first in your life not not afterthought not after i've done everything i need to do because see at the end of the day if you wait till you go out and by the time you come back and you want to spend time with him how many of you know that you are very tired sleepy but if you wake up in the morning you are healthy you are strong all your faculties your mind are together god wants the first part of your day did you hear what I'm saying this morning, church? Give him the first part of your day. Give him the first part of your week. Give him the first part of your year. If you give him the first part of the year, he will make sure that the remaining 11 months of this year is blessed. Satan cannot touch the remainder of this year because through fasting and prayer, you've given him the first part of the year. And that's what we do every year. We, we take 21 days. You know, we deny ourselves food, we, 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 we refocus, we get back our mind together, we seek his face, we get in the word, we pray, we realign ourselves with him. May I tell you something? When you give God the first part of the year, Satan can mess up with February or March or April or, or till December. You covered in the name of Jesus. 
so when God took Israel to the promised land he said I'm taking you to this promised land but when you get there I want to be number one in your life I want to be your priority I don't want leftovers I want to be the chief cornerstone I want to be your priority and overcomers if you will develop this lifestyle if you will if you will discipline yourself this year to prioritize God to make God number one now I'm not telling you that if you put God first there won't be challenges or the enemy will not attack you but I'm telling you when you put God first the same God will sit to it that things will line up and shape up in your favor it's like you're a businessman, you're a businesswoman, and you go to the place of your business, and before you attend to any customer, before you do anything at the place of your business, you acknowledge God, and you praise him, and you worship him, and you talk to him. He will make sure that your business excels even that very day. So if you and I will develop and cultivate this principle of God, you are number one in my life. It's like this. If you, if you look at your button, if you wear a shirt, if you put the first button, my son was trying to, I was trying to teach him how to button up his shirt. He said, no, I got it. I got it, daddy. I said, okay, go ahead then. Well, by the time he finished putting the button, it was all bent over. One was longer. I said, that's what you get for not listening. You know? And I said, no, let me share with you. I said, you've got to start with the first button. You've got to get the first one. If you get the first button right, all the other buttons will line up. Come on, that's not a deep revelation. You do, you do that already, right? If you put that first part, if you, put the, if you get the first button right, the rest buttons will line up. In the same way, if you put God in his rightful place in your life, everything else will line up. Jesus goes on to say in Matthew 6 seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness or his way of doing things and if you do that how many things will be added unto your church come on somebody shout all these things will be added make this scripture your scripture this very year but seek ye first not seek money first not seek rest first not seek anything first but seek what for church come on help me overcome us seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness or his way of doing things and what does it say and all what are the, these things husband gonna be on that list wife is on that very list children will be on that very list promotion increase will be on that list but it begins by doing what church putting god first amen you know that's why i appreciate you you know do you know when we come to church on sunday morning what are we doing we're saying god the best way to start your week is not in the boardroom on monday morning the best way to start the week is on sunday morning what happens on sunday morning will determine what happens in the boardroom as a matter of fact, when you spend time and praising and giving him the glory, even if they have a negative plan against you in the boardroom, God will overturn it in your favor. Come on, say amen this morning, church. So I beg you this very year, as your pastor, I urge you, do whatever it takes to make sure God is your priority. Anytime I got in trouble, either it's in my finances, it was because I didn't put God first in my life I did not put him first you know because if you put him I'll never forget even as a student when I was in school 
And I'll never forget this as a little boy in high school. I will never forget this. We went out for soul winning and evangelism, winning souls and helping people to come to know the Lord Jesus Christ. I think I was in the 10th grade or so. And so we came back tired and I said, Lord, I've been minding your business. I've been tending your business. We have a test tomorrow. We have an exam to, to read all the books because I know you can give me an inside scoop. Now you know the page that the exam is going to come from. So instead of me beating about the bush, could you just help me just go straight to that? Now, after praying, I did not go to sleep and say, okay, Holy Spirit, you will give me a dream. No, I sat down there, opened the book, and began to read it. And then I wasn't feeling it, I left there. But then there were two chapters that I just kept drawing to that. He said, you better read this that I fell asleep went to school the following morning by the time I gathered there were two questions on the board it was the, the exact two chapters I I was number one in the whole class so it's it's not just it's, it's, it's in education it's in your finances it's in your business it's in your relationship if you put God first this year nothing will be missing in your life this very year I need a better amen than that amen let me show with you one of the areas where Israel got in trouble was not putting God first. In the book of Joshua, Israel was on their way to the promised land. And on their way there, there was a battle that they, were, they, they fought many battles on their way to the promised land. But they, in the book of Joshua, there was the battle of Jericho. They, it was the Jericho was the last war that kept them from the promised land. That was the last war. And so when they came to this world, God said, all the other battles they were involved in, there, were no, there was no gold involved, there was no money involved, there was no nothing involved. But God said, the first fight, the first battle you are going to be involved in, whatever you get from this fight, bring it to my house. Don't touch it. Don't mess with it. Give me the first. There will be other battles that will involve spores. You're going to come across stuff. You can keep that. But this first one, don't mess with it don't touch it that was god's instruction so we see in the book of joshua chapter 6 verse 17 jericho and everything in it must be completely destroyed as an offering to the lord only rahab no that's not is that where my my scripture started from okay do not take any of the things set apart for destruction or you yourselves will be completely destroyed and and you will bring trouble on the camp of israel Everything made from silver, gold, bronze, or iron is what church? Come on, help me. It's what church? What is the word sacred? Sacred means it's holy. It belongs to God. It's not yours. It's, it, it, it belongs to God. It's, it must be brought into where? Into his treasury. That's the instruction. In other words, God is saying, you give me this first part. I want the first part. Here's what happened. Let's, let's go further. Here's what happened. But, but, but there was a man there who did not listen to God. I'm just going to go on. There was a man there called, uh, you know his name, Achan. Achan went there. But when the people heard the Okay, so let me just go ahead and just explain it to you. So here's what happened. Achan went there and, and saw some of the gold and some of the nice stuffs and he brought it home to his family. 
And so Israel went out to fight war. When they went to fight war, it was a very small nation that they went to fight. It's called the city of Ai. And when they went to fight them, Ai beat the daylight out of them. And they went home and Joshua began to cry and said, God, why are we suffering defeat? Why is this happening to us? And God said, somebody has brought trouble on the nation of Israel. Somebody who did not put God first. He said, I give an instruction that I must be first. You must put me first. But Achan took what's mine and mixed it with his own stuff. And the word the scripture used in the New Living Translation is that he has brought trouble to the nation of Israel. This year, do not bring trouble to your family. And to, to, to are you with me? Because see, what you do has a ripple effect on your family and your lineage this very year. A whole nation suffered because one man will not line up with God. He will not do what God told him to do. The scripture says he brought trouble on the nation of Israel. And when, when Joshua cried to God, God said to him, the reason why Israel is being defeated is because they've messed up with the sacred thing. They've taken the first part. This year, I don't want you to suffer any form of defeat. Are you with me this morning, church? If you mess up with what is not yours, that will cause you and I to suffer defeat this year. So if you read chapter 7, and, and the father, God says, this man brought trouble to the nation of Israel. He brought trouble to the nation of Israel. And in, in, in Joshua chapter 7, from verse number 10 through 13, we found out what the problem was. But the Lord said to Joshua, get up. Why are you lying on your face like this? Israel has sinned and broken my covenant. They have stolen some of the things that I commanded must be set apart for me. And they have not only stolen them, but have lied about it and hidden the things among their own belongings. That is why the Israelites are running from their enemies in defeat. This year, if you are not will put God first, you will not be running from, from, from the enemy as a result of defeat. You will not suffer any defeat this very year in your life. I thought you'd say an amen this morning, church. The way we avoid suffering defeat is by making sure that God is first in our lives. He said, I will not remain with you any longer unless you destroy the things among you that were set apart for destruction. So the Bible tells us in Leviticus chapter 27 verse number 30, what does God say? In Leviticus chapter 27 verse 30, he said, one-tenth of the produce of the land, whether grain from the fields or fruit from the trees, belongs to the Lord and must be set apart to him as what church? Holy. Another word for holy is sacred. In other words, God is saying, that is mine. One-tenth or ten percent. In other words, whatever I've blessed you with, whatever I've given to you, when, when you get paid, I want you to make sure you take ten percent of whatever I've given to you, set it apart. It's not yours. It belongs to me. And if you will do that, God say, I will make sure that the 90% is holy, is purified, is blessed. I will see to it that it increases. 
so we go on further in 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 in, in the book of malachi chapter 3 verse number 8 through 10 the tithe must be first should people now give me the the, the new king james version i like that in the new king james version he said in the in, in king james version he said will a man rob god is it possible to rob god yes there are people who rob god how do they rob god whenever you rob god you are denying him the opportunity to do what he wants to do in your finances will a man rob god yet you have robbed me what does it mean to rob god you are denying him the pleasure and the opportunity to increase your life this year do not deny god whatever god wants to do this year wherever he wants to take you this year say god i'm open to you god i'm repositioning myself with you by giving you the first hallelujah well, amen, rob God, yet you have robbed me. But you say, in what way have we robbed you? In what church? In tithes and offerings. Then the next verse says, you are cursed with a curse, for you have robbed me, even this whole nation. He said, bring all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house, and try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts. Check this out. God says, if, if you bring the tithe, so there can be food in my house. What is food? Provision what provision the provision of the word of god because of your tithing because of your giving there is an abundant provision of the teaching of the word of god in this house if you didn't do your part we couldn't do what we do but because you do what you do the word of god goes forth here we are not stressed out we are not worried about this about we can focus on the word of god we are not stressing anybody why because there's food there's provision coming here but you know what what you do in god's house will determine what it does in your house when you make a decision that my house will not lack anything if i if i have any gift if i have any talent whatever i'm good at i will make sure my church does not suffer in that area because i'm anointed and i'm gifted in that very area your reaction to god's house will determine his response to your house and i trust god that this year god is going to move in an unusual way in your life and in your family this year in jesus name come on say amen when you make sure that there is provision in God's house he will make sure that your house does not lack anything you know during the great depression not this uh, well we've had several of them but the big one you know they were saying that there were people who are in the on the food line there were people who are on the line begging for food you know looking for food to eat they had no food you know so one man went to the food line and began to ask them questions so what were you doing before you got to this situation so oh, i was a ceo of the company then he asked them when you are a ceo did you tithe did you give to god no i didn't he went to another person so when you were working you had a good job did you ever remember to put god first in your finances no i did not he went down the line there was not a single person there who put god first that goes to prove what david said once i was young now I am old I have never seen the righteous forsaking no come on help me now no he seed begging bread child of God when you put God first I don't care how bad the economy is I don't care who is president or who is not president you will not be a beggar of food come on say amen church God will cause things to happen for you. Amen. You know, there was this man who, 
who uh, who uh, this this woman who always uh, uh, you know always loud is one of those loud saints in the neighborhood. Everybody knew she's she's a Jesus freak. She's sold out to God. Always Jesus, 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 and. Uh, and so one day the woman prayed for food. There was no food in the house. She and her children to eat. So they prayed and they thanked God. So the guy, somebody who is an atheist, who is always taunting her and laughing at her about God. So he said, I'm going to go put food in front of her door. So he put some grocery stores there. And, uh, and the woman came, grabbed the grocery store, came in and shouted again, screaming. And the atheist could hear it. There she go again. She's shouting, oh God, you are a provider. You are Jehovah Jireh. You are such a good God. And then another day again, food at the door again. So the third day, the atheist came and said, you are praising and shouting God. It was not God who put the food there. I'm the one who put it there. The woman started shouting and screaming and said, God, you made the devil pay for my food. Glory to God. <laughs> he thought he was going to make a mockery of this dear sins of God. And I said, no, 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 God, you, you made the devil, you made the devil pay for my dinner and my lunch. No matter what he did, he couldn't discount the fact that what was what God was doing in the life of this woman I want to assure you this year regardless of who is president regardless of what the condition of the economy is you and I will never be in the food line begging for food in the name of Jesus did you get that this morning? God will provide for you. God will bring increase to you. As a matter of fact, the darker it is out there, the brighter it is for you and I. I'm praying for you that the increase this year will be greater than last year's increase. Amen. Amen. So Israel got in trouble. So when you and I don't put God first, when we don't give him his first part, we always get in trouble you know you all heard about Cain and Abel in Genesis chapter 4 the Bible tells us about their story that Cain was a farmer let me read it now Adam knew Eve his wife and she conceived and bore Cain and said I have acquired a man from the Lord then she bore again this time his brother Abel now Abel was a keeper of the sheep but Cain was a tiller of the ground and in the process of time now pay attention to that word in the process of time it came to pass that Cain brought an offering of the fruit of the ground to the Lord and Abel also brought of the firstborn firstborn of his flock and of their fat and the Lord respected or received Abel and his offering I'm not going to go into what happened see he did not respect Cain and his offering and Cain was very angry and his countenance failed so what happened here I, I've read the scripture and here was what I thought what I thought was that God did not accept Cain's offering because it came from the ground you know that there was no blood involved in it you know that that was why God did not accept it but that was not the reason why the answer is in the previous verse is and in the process of time process of time means after Cain had solved other problems whatever was left out that was what he brought to God and the process of time means I've paid the, the, the milkman, the Georgia power man, the light bill. I've, I've taken care of all my needs. Then whatever is left out, then that's what I bring to God. And the Bible, God said, no, I'm not going to accept your leftover. 
I want to be number one in your life. I want the best. And that was why God rejected Cain's offering. He accepted Abel's offering because the Bible says he brought the first. Now, if God is not first in your mind, he will, in your heart, he will not be first in your finances. It all begins in the heart. Amen, church. So this is why. So, so, so here, here's what we do. And, and, I, and I have to repent from this. What do we do? We, we make sure that we've paid the mortgage, we've paid the light bill, we've paid everybody. Then whatever is left, that's what we give to God. That's not putting God first. That's not giving God. No, in other words, give him off the top. Not the leftover. Hello church, amen. When we do that, we are saying something. God, you are my priority. Again, when you give God from the top, oh, well, let me wait till I've paid all the bills. Then you don't really trust God. I'm just going to give you the first part and trust you that you will cause the remainder to go farther than I could have taken it on my own. Little is much when God is involved. This year, don't operate without God, without the principle of first, without putting God first. You know, let me share with you, many of you are very familiar with uh, Chick-fil-A. In our old church, we, I, we, we invited Mr. Kathy to come to our church on Rockbridge Road. The owner of Chick-fil-A. He came to our church and I asked him a question. I said, sir, why do you close on Sundays? How many of you realize that Sundays are the most, uh, is one of the busiest time people buy food? I mean, look at you now. As soon as service is over, you're going to somebody's restaurant. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Okay, at least you are fasting, Abby. So. <laughs> Not today. Maybe in the evening, or you can go by and take it home. You know how some of you are doing the first three days of this fasting? By the time it's at 5 30, you've already prayed over the food. And then by 5 45, you start doing the Jericho wall around the food. Oh, God. What is. <laughs> The first three days were the most difficult, right? I'm that about. Right now, you know, you don't feel hungry. It's like whether you eat or not. Like sometimes eight o'clock, I'm not even hungry. It's like I don't even have to eat, you know, you know. So, so what what is happening is that you've 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 taken your food and put it on your flesh and you say you don't run nothing up in here. And your spirit man is just sucking up the word. Just give me more. I want to pray. I want to spend time with God. Awesome. Awesome. It's a wonderful thing. It's a, it's a great thing. So I said to Mr. Cathy, why of all day? I mean, like when the Falcons play or any football game on Sunday morning, they, they, there's Chick-fil-A, McDonald's. I mean, imagine how much money they make. So Sunday, the weekend is one of the best uh, moments for people in the restaurant business. You know, but yet this man closes on Sunday morning. All Chick-fil-A's are closed. I said to him, sir, why do you close your door? If you have his picture, can you put his picture for me, Mr. Kathy? I said, sir, why do you close your door on Sunday morning? He said to me, he said, Pastor, I close the door because I want to honor God. I want I want him to know that he is first in my life. So I said to him, I said, well, well, 
Uh, that's Mr. Cafe. I said, sir, since you are close, McDonald, Burger King, and Checkers, they have to be making more money than you. He said, oh, no, sir. You know, no, pastor. He said, you don't put God first and you'll end up last, he said to me. Nobody puts God first and end up with the short end of the stick. When you put God first, he will make sure you come first as well. Say amen this morning, church. Look at that. One great thing about being a Christian is the promise that God will never leave us or forsake us. Do you know today, you know, this one here in Stonecrest, you go there in the morning, the line is wrapped around line. You go there in the evening, the line is wrapped around. They are nice to you. They, they value people. My wife and I we went to the new one that just came next door here. I ain't gonna say the name. Just just here. <laughs> My wife and I went there just to get, oh, can you give us uh, extra ketchup? <laughs> I said, no, no, we are sorry. Please forgive us. No, we are leaving. Sorry. But, but when you go to Chick-fil-A, may I have extra this? Oh, please, yes, yes, please take it. The, their culture is generosity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mr. Kathy is no longer alive. But the principle of first is still in his business. And everyone connected to his principle of putting God first, all of them, they are millionaires already. I met the owner of the one in Stonecrest. He's supposed to come and talk to us, but because of the, the pandemic, it's after the pandemic, I will come. I said, share with us the principle. He said, no, pastor, we always put God first. If you're a businessman, businesswoman, I implore you this year, put God first. Watch what he does for you. Amen. You know, I, uh, we have a, uh, one of our sisters here. Uh, uh, Minister Yvonne, she has a daughter called Kiki. Kiki always watches us on streaming live. Every, she's watching us this morning. She doesn't miss it. And, and she was telling me that Kiki is a consistent tither. He said, even though she doesn't come there, like many people watching us on streaming live, she sends her tithe. She puts God first. She's always doing that. He said, where Kiki walks at, the, the, the job she walks at, people are angry at her. She works in a restaurant. And so whatever table is given to her, the people who come there, they leave bigger tips for her than anybody. That sometimes she walks off with $500 in one night. So the people there got mad at her, so they put her in a bad corner somewhere. Even though they put her there, she ended up with more money again. When you put God first, it doesn't matter where they put you you will still get results. Can, can, I, can you say amen this morning, church? It doesn't matter where they put you at this year. They could put you at the back seat. They will hear your name. Your business can be at the last place. Somebody, God will orchestrate events and people will locate you. Come on, say amen this morning, church. I don't care how far away you are. God knows how to locate your business. And bring you to the front seat of life. Can anybody testify of that this morning, church? 
when you are in covenant with God when you are in partnership with God no matter what they try to undermine you no what the out of jealousy or they put you back there from there something will rise up again from that very place because you're operating on the favor of God somebody shout I receive favor yeah. hallelujah God will cause people to look at you. You know, many of us, many of the jobs you work at, do you know some people just hate you? <laughs> just because of your makeup, because you got a mohawk, because of your shoes. I mean, they just don't like you. But I'm telling you, as you partner with God, whoever does not favor your cause, if they don't ship up, then they will have to ship out this very year. I believe that. I believe that that so we'll, that when we put God first in our lives when we wake up in the morning he's our, our priority in our finances when we get paid he's our priority I want to encourage you at the beginning of this year for us to prioritize God don't be so busy that you get up in the morning and off you go never go out in the morning without God's presence without talking to God without fellowshipping with God without spending time with God don't give him the leftover give him the best part of your day God wants us to give him the best part, not the leftover part. Amen. Hello church, amen. Don't wait till you get old to surrender to God. Solve him while you are young. Give him your strength. Give him your vitality, your everything. Go all the way out for him this very year. Somebody say amen this morning church. So whenever we, we make sure that God is first, my God, he will make sure that you and I never comes last. There's a man called Jacob. Jacob was uh, running away from his brother, uh, Esau. He was running away, and so he was kind of homeless. He was kind of destitute, and he came to a place in the book of Genesis, chapter 28, a place called Bethel, and while he was there, Bethel means the house of God, and while he was there, the Bible said the heavens were open, and he, and he, and he saw God. He had an encounter with God. Here is the promise he made to God. He said, then Jacob made this vow if God will indeed be with me that's one that's presence and protect me on this journey protection and if he will provide provide me with food and clothing provision then he says that whatever God gives to me I will give a tenth and if I return safely to my father's home then the Lord will certainly be my God and, and, and this memorial pillar I have set up will become a place for worshipping God and look at that and I will present to God a what church? a tenth of some things everything he gives me so J Jacob said three things Lord if 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 you will be with me that's presence God I value your presence I cannot do anything without your presence it's your presence that makes a difference in my life it, your presence and if you will protect me that's number two and if you will provide for me then I make this commitment to you that I will give you a tenth part of everything you give to me how many of you know that we have been enjoying the presence of God in our lives is that right we've been enjoying God's protection in our lives church I hope you realize that it's not the face mask that is protecting you it's not the hand sanitizer that is protecting you it's not social distancing that is protecting you the Lord God Almighty is the one that is protecting us 
I don't want you to trust in face masks. I don't want you to trust in hand sanitizer. I don't want you to trust in social distancing. Even though we should do those things, our trust must be in Almighty God. God, you are my protector. Hallelujah. And Jacob made this vow to God. Now, where did Jacob learn this from? His, his grandfather was a tither. Abraham and and Abraham did not tithe because the law required him to do that and then and then uh, Isaac too was a covenant practitioner of tithing he has developed that lifestyle and, and uh, this is how you build generational wealth is by teaching your children to honor God so my wife and I will teach our son about son when we give you any money you must give a tenth part of it to God we want to start this very early the founder of Jesse Penny he was a tither Jesse Penny that you see today he, as a little boy his mom taught him on the principle of giving God first of honoring God first and by doing that God made him a multi-millionaire I was talking to one of our members here called Candice Candice said to me he said pastor I tithed last year more than I did the previous year he said God just keep bringing increase in my life God, God keep increasing me in my life and when I look at Candice I said girl you smell like money you look like money <laughs> I'm telling you are, you are you are you receiving something here amen yeah. then check what happened church then this man is now he's a tither Jacob is a tither then his father-in-law tried to trick him to take advantage of him and and Jacob will will walk for seven years he wants to go he father, the father-in-law will say well walk for me another seven years and then I will release you and then I will bless you and then I will help you well when seven years came the father-in-law said well another seven years again and then another seven years and finally Jacob said, he said I know what I'm tired of this here it, don't give me nothing God gave him an idea. God gave him insight. God gave him wisdom on how to take what belongs to him or how to experience increase in the midst of a difficult situation. Even though it's a difficult year and things are rough here and there, the wisdom of God will prevail for you. The Holy Spirit will show you a way through the situation to come out on top at the end of the day. If your employer is trying to cheat you, take advantage of you and, and treat you wrong, don't worry as your partner with the Holy Spirit, he will give you inside that will cause you to recover what the enemy stole from you so so Jacob say I tell you what don't, don't give me anything don't, I don't want anything from you he said then what do you want well he said look I'm gonna take your cow and your sheep and I'm gonna go feed them but if they give birth to solid cow solid sheep that's all yours but if they are spotted or Dalmatian then it's all mine the father-in-law said this guy is an idiot he doesn't even know the system it is impossible for a solid cow a solid sheep to give birth to a spotted sheep or cow but what he does not know is that the covenant that was operating in the life of Jacob will make the impossible possible will make are you hearing me in our church it doesn't matter hey when you are under a covenant when you are under open heaven it doesn't matter what the devil does at the end of the day you will end up on top so the father-in-law said hey, take them go ahead it's okay take it god gave jacob an idea to 
cut a tree and put and cut some and lift some cut some and the moment the cows and the sheep where they drink water as they look at the picture they became pregnant with what they are looking at and at the end of the day they just kept giving birth to spotted cows and at the end of the day the bible say i don't know if you the last scripture of that scripture it say the lord increased and as a result jacob became very wealthy with large flocks of sheep and goats female and male servants and many camels and donkeys the Lord increased him he became very wealthy I promise you this morning church if you will become a tireless covenant practitioner of tithing and putting God forth this year you would not be a beggar because you are the giver Did you get it this morning, church? It's not just about money. It's about the God's first principle. In Deuteronomy chapter 14, verse number 23, in the Living Translation, look at what it says. It says, bring this tithe to it before the Lord, your God, at the place he shall choose as his sanctuary. This applies to your tithes of grain, new wine, olive oil, and the firstborn of your flocks and herds. The purpose of what, church? Help me read the next statement. The purpose of what? tithing is to teach you always to put God first in your life so whenever I pay my tithe what am I saying God you are first in my life so if you don't pay if you are not a tither you are not you are saying God you are not number one in my life and I want you to make room for God this year make sure he's your priority make sure he's your number one in your life and watch what god does now in exodus chapter 13 from 12 to 13 exodus chapter 13 from 12 through through 13 two verses of scripture there here's what it says you must present all firstborn sons and firstborn male animals to the lord for they belong to him a firstborn donkey may be bought back from the Lord by presenting a lamb. Now, let me share, I will explain that to you. Or young goat in its place. But if you do not buy it back, you must break its neck. However, you must buy back every firstborn son. And, and, and then I'm going to show you later. You see, because in times to come, your children are going to ask you, why are you tithing? Why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? He said, then you will tell them how to look. And in the future, your children will ask you, what does all this mean? Then you will tell them, with the, with the power of his mighty hand, the Lord brought us out of Egypt, the place of our slavery. Pharaoh stubbornly refused to let us go. So the Lord killed all the firstborn males throughout the land of Egypt, both people and animals. That is why I now sacrifice all the firstborn male to the Lord, except that the firstborn sons are always bought back. So here is what okay. This ceremony will be like a mark brand a mark branded on your hand or your forehead. It is a reminder that the power of the Lord's mighty hand brought us out of Egypt. So so here's what happened. God said, if you give if you if if you have a donkey and the donkey gives birth to a donkey, he said, Don't present that to me. Because a donkey is considered unclean. He said, so take a clean animal, a sheep, and then redeem the donkey. 
Give, do not offer the donkey to me because it is unclean. You take a lamb that is clean and offer that in place of the donkey. There is a lot of significance to that. Because you and I were unclean. Pharaoh had us bound. Sin and the world and all kinds of things had us bound. But the Lord wrought a great victory and he rescued us from the influence of the devil. The Bible says in Colossians 1.13 that he has translated us from the kingdom of darkness into the influence and the kingdom of his dear son. Here's another thing about that. You see, the donkey is unclean, the ship is clean. You are now, we are the unclean. All have seen and come short of the glory of God. So Jesus, the clean lamb, has to be sacrificed to redeem the unclean. Okay, I don't know if you got that, church. Jesus is clean. There was no sin in him. There was no unrighteousness. There was no God found in his mouth. He was offered to take our place. So the clean sanctifies or purifies the unclean. So when we bring the first part, that is the clean. It sanctifies the rest of what we've got. Sanctify me is set apart. Satan, you can't mess with my money. You can't mess with my family. It is holy. It is set apart. Can I get an amen this morning, church? That's what it means. That's what it means. Jesus the clean. Jesus the pure was sacrificed for us, was given up for you and I. Now, when you look at the old, the, the, throughout the Bible, there are different types of giving. One type of giving is a tithe. That's 10%. Another type of giving is we give to the poor. The Bible says in Proverbs 19 verse 17, He that giveth to the poor lendeth to the law. That means every, every now and then, see, when God blesses you, when God prospers you, when God increases you, it's not just you, he has a mind. There are people who, can, who are poor, who are struggling, and God wants us to be a blessing to them, to help them. To be, if you help the poor, you are lending to the Lord, and he will repay you back. Come on, amen, church. So that's one type of giving. Another one is giving for kingdom promotion and advancement. Every time there is a kingdom project in the Old Testament, God, and in the New Testament, God will always designate his son to go to his people. He said, tell my people to bring me an offering. And so in Exodus chapter 25 verse 1, he said to Moses, you go to the people, let them bring me an offering to build me a sanctuary, to build me a place that I may dwell. So whenever there's a kingdom project that is not an opportunity for you to shy away from it kingdom projects are like what when we need to buy a new building i'm grateful to god for our people from rock bridge road we had a major kingdom project to purchase this property and our people rallied around we were able to raise two hundred and fifty thousand dollars to be able to come to this place where we are that's a kingdom project come on you can praise god if you want to praise god god's people rallied together those of you from the old church, you guys know how we've done so many projects. We've done so many things together. Whenever there's a need, we all rise to the occasion. And we all do everything we do. So kingdom promotion. Another one is given to the priest. Galatians chapter 6 verse 6 says, Let those who are taught the word 
communicate those who are taught the word of God shall provide for their teachers sharing all good things with them in other words it is a testimony of scripture that if the person that is providing ministry to you if you are being blessed then you should give back you should sow back you should reciprocate back that is in line with scripture those who are taught the word you have been taught the word you should share all good things with the one who is teaching you and instructing you so in the old testament there was a provision to give to the priest or the pastor then the other one is to your parents you should give to your mom and daddy i hope you do oh you want me to plow on this one more i don't know if it's a cultural thing growing up in africa one of the reasons why i wanted to succeed was so i could be able to be a blessing to my mother and my father I appreciate the sacrifices they made for me. They gave up so much for me. They sacrificed for me. And one of my greatest joy is to be in a position whereby I can change their lives. The Bible says, honor your mom and your daddy. You don't honor them with words. Nobody, they can pay no bill with words honor. I'm telling you, every time, you know, I, I make sure my mother, every need is met in her life. As a matter of fact, because I'm a tither, because I'm a giver, God even increases me more. So I'm in a place to be a blessing to my mom. See, my father had me when he was much, much older. And so by the time I grew up, he was already gone. <laughs> I couldn't do anything for him. But I said, God, look, I love my mom more than I love my dad. I mean, I love my dad, but my mom, I will fight you over my mom. I mean, I don't mess with my mother. And I wanted to be in a place whereby I could just be a blessing to my mom. That if she need anything, I'm there for her. And, and that her latter years will be great years. No regret. Anything she wants, you got it, mom. You're taken care of. And, and when my mom died, she died fulfilled. I was crying when she died. But it was not sorrow of being stingy towards my mother. I was general. Yeah, that's my mama name. That's my mama name. <laughs> I really miss her. You know? And, but I'm going to see her one day. We're going to reunite again. I love you, mama. Amen. But, but, but I don't know if it's a cultural thing, but it's like the American culture teaches you to be individualistic. You're on your own. I've, I've heard people even take their mom to court because she, she is owing me $50. Judge, it's a matter of principle. No, 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 no. Anyway, that's for Mother and Father's Day message. Let me leave that one here. But you should, you should make room for that. I teach my son now. Son, when we get old, even though I don't need anything, go buy me gift. I say every Mother's Day, you must give your mama name gift. Me, you must get me gift. I said to him, my, my gift will be based on how much your income is. <laughs> But I'm teaching him now. It doesn't start later on. We have to start. That's why many of you are struggling now because you didn't get it when you were younger. So if you got little children, teach them to honor you. They don't know no better. You have to teach them. You have to honor them. 
Are you with me this morning, church? So that's a, so we have to give to our mom, give to our daddy. When my mom died, she died fulfilled. But apart from what we talk about the poor, the, the, I've got people. Yes, this morning I had to call one of the um, I, I scholarship people. There are people who are in the university in Africa, and I'm responsible for their rooming board, tuition, food, everything. I am responsible for that. You don't do that, and God left, leaves you cold out there. No. He will also, uh, that will also help. Oh, by the way, let me tell you this. One of the guys I'm paying his scholarship is, uh, is I have a half-brother called Joseph. And when I was in Bible school, things were very, very rough. And I went to visit Joseph. Joseph fed me, took very good care of me, was such a blessing in my life. And he gave me money. How much is it today? Today, that money in American equivalency is $1. But I never forgot that. Even though Joseph is dead and gone, his seed is still speaking in my life. I will sit to it that he will finish his university. I told him I will make sure I bring you here to America as one of my sons. I will do whatever it takes. Why? Because I'm grateful to God and for how God uses son to be a blessing in my life. I will never forget that. So here's another thing. Even though you sow today, you may not be here tomorrow, but your seed will still speak for your generation and your lineage. Amen. Well, you're no longer here. Your seed is still speaking. Amen. Still speaking. You know? So, so, so as I prepare, and then the other one is first fruit. First fruit is different from the tithe because it's mentioned in the same scripture. In Proverbs chapter 3, verse number 9 through 10, it says, Honor the Lord, honor the Lord, or respect the Lord. Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the best part of everything you produce. In Exodus 34, God said to the children of Israel, I'm bringing you into the promised land. Once I bring you into the promised land, when you plant your corn, when you plant your wheat, when you plant your oranges and your banana, the first part to rise it's mine that's false fruit so when you many of you who have gotten some of you on streaming life when you plant corn or tomato they all don't produce at the same time the, God said the first part to produce fruit and the best not just the first but the best I want you to give it to me and if you will give it to me he said I will cause my blessing to rest on the remainder I will cause the field to produce way more than ever before so in overcomers Christian fellowship we practice fourth fruit giving now I, I, we've got so many testimonies in our church I remember one time I didn't want to do fourth fruit no more because of people complaining some not everybody a few people talking about that so I said I'm going to some members of the church came to me and said pastor you can't stop because of that it's in the word of god it's working for me let's not stop it i want to do it if they want to do it fine if not nobody's going to put a gun to your head and of course we've heard testimonies of brother charlie sharing his testimony with us you remember that about i wish you had a picture of the house to show us yeah god marvelously moved in his life and then tiger shared the testimony with him i was joking with tiger the other day. i said tiger it's like every year i've been watching your life for years now every year you always have a big testimony of something major happening for you in your life so i said tiger i can't wait to hear what big thing god's gonna do in your life this very year 
Can I get an amen this morning, church? By the way, the original purpose of the tithe is for the priest. In Ezekiel chapter 44, it tells us that. It said that when you bring your, 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 your fourth fruit that you bring, it said the priest will not have any property or possession of land, for I alone am their special possession. Then he said, their food will come from the gifts and sacrifices brought to the temple by the people. The grain offerings, the sin offerings, and the guilt offerings. Whatever anyone set apart for the Lord will belong to the priest. That's what the scripture says. He said, the first of the ripe fruits. That's the first fruit he's talking about. The first of the ripe fruits and all the gifts brought to the Lord will go to the priest. The first batch of dough must also be given to the priest, so the Lord will so the, the so the Lord will bless your homes. That's what he said. So he said you the, but in our church here, I could choose to take it. That's in line with scripture, but I don't take it. Instead, we identify a project. We identify a project, and this year our project for 2021 is to pay off this very campus. Oh, your, your enthusiasm overwhelms me, man. Yeah. So this year, as we bring our fourth fruit to God, and we normally collect it the, the second Sunday of the month of March, this year we're going to collect it the third Sunday of the month of March, which is the 21st of March this very year. Our goal is, I think you say we are about 297 thousand dollars left. Yeah, so if we have about 297 people who will each commit to say you know i'm going to give a thousand dollars but before the ending of march we are totally debt free hey can i can, can you release your faith for that with me amen, amen. because see, when that happens we can do more for our community we can put more money towards outreach towards reaching people in our community amen i hate debt and i'm very very convinced that this is the year that overcomers christian fellowship becomes debt free in the name of jesus and folks what you make happen for god's house he will make it happen for your house when you give to us paying off god's house he will see to it that your own home is paid for if you don't have one he will help you get one in the name of jesus so i'm going to share my, my story with you and then we will close I, uh, it was in uh, 2001, 2001 that uh, uh, we decided that uh, we, we, we want to buy a house in 2001. That's about uh, 20 years ago. March will, be, March will be 20 years. So my wife and I had saved $5,000 uh, for we were living in our townhouse. You know, that's what we were living at. And we want to buy our house after we got married. But so we saved up five thousand dollars, and and we were in the process of buying land to build our first church on Rockbridge Road. And so while I was praying one day, I heard the Lord say, "You give me that five thousand as a first fruit. You give it to take care of my house, build my house. You put me first, and watch what I'll do for you." So I went home and I said, "Well, honey, I was praying, and this is what the Lord said to me." She said, "Well, if that's what God said, then you will be God." You give it to God. So we took the money, we gave it, we bought that land on Rockbridge Road. And then we started building that church. 
and just at the same time my wife was this where we live now my wife was driving by and she said she's always wanted to live in this subdivision it's that's where she's 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 always loved that place although she's outgrown it now she don't want it no more but that was her dream back then <laughs> she wanted to live there and and so I said well let's go find out husbands if you don't want to buy a house never tell your wife to go looking but she gonna find one you know and she found the land and we needed they said we have to give them ten thousand dollars before they can begin the construction before they even pour or clear the ground we signed the contract but we didn't have ten thousand dollars in 45 days we didn't have it but there's something we know we know that we have obeyed God we've given God the first fruit we've honored him and we've given to take care of his house we knew that there was no way he would leave our own house unkept and not taken care of we knew that what we've done to his house he will make sure that we too we are provided for so we were driving by there they said well we have to give them the 10,000 before they even start pouring concrete the foundation but we didn't have it so we were driving by the area and we saw construction going on everywhere i mean foundation so my wife said well maybe they give it to somebody i said there's no way they will give it to anybody we got a contract he said yeah but we didn't pay i said but we got favor <laughs> favor is better than money you may not have money if you got favor favor will take you to a place where money cannot take you to hallelujah so so we so finally we had the money and i called the the builder uh, ryland holmes and i said what's going on you know you didn't call us you know for the money you know what they told me they said they forgot to call us so what happened is that favor delayed them until faith provided the money favor will keep your enemies and the people you are owing at a long distance until favor will faith will manifest the answer the house we are living in right now is a harvest from our first fruit check this out years ago during the recession of 2008 2009 uh, my wife sister stephanie the, this, my wife were looking for somebody my wife told me there's a company that will bring down your interest rate it will drive down your interest rate because our, the interest rate was high so we found this so-called company that was supposed to reduce our interest rate and our payment and so we, we they say we don't pay your mortgage just pay us the money so we were paying them and so for three months we did not pay even up to the fourth month so they so we received a letter in the mail that they were going to foreclose on our house and my wife said what we're going to do i said we, our seed we got seed in the ground this house we got it by honoring god by by sacrificing and giving he, the bible tells us that if we give him the first part then the, it, it will cause his blessing to rest on the remainder this house is a product of our first fruit offering and i don't see he said do we park i said we are not going anywhere we're gonna stay i don't know how he's gonna walk it out but i know he will walk it out hallelujah 
So four months had come and gone. One of the attorneys who worked for the company called my wife and said, I can't sleep. I just kept thinking about you. I kept hearing the name Mama, Mama. Your name just kept sounding in my ear. I had to call you. How are you guys doing? He said, the company were wrong. They treat me wrong. They treat everybody wrong. We said, well, we have a foreclosure later. He said, give me the number. We'll give it to her. She called them. She found a clause. I don't know how she found it, but she found a clause that says they cannot foreclose on us. They did not foreclose on us. We are still living in that house right now. We're still there. So I want to encourage you. How many of you have heard of Hannah? First Samuel chapter 1. Yeah. Hannah gave her firstborn son Samuel to God. You know, gave him to God. Can you imagine you've waited? It's like me now. I waited for 14 years before I became a father. And then God's going to tell me, I want you to give him to me. Take him and leave him in the church. Let him walk inside the church. He's never coming home. He will come visit. He will not live with you. That's going to be tough for me. That was where Anna found herself. But Anna said, God, if you will give me, not if you give me, and she made a vow, oh Lord of heaven, if you will look upon my sorrow and answer my prayer and give me a son, then I will give him back to you. That's the first part. He, 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 will, he will be yours for his entire lifetime. And as a sign that he has been dedicated to the Lord, his hair will never be caught with a razor. The Bible tells us Anna became pregnant. She gave birth to a child. But then she brought the child into the house of the Lord. And she left the child behind to serve in the temple in the Lord. She kept her word. She gave the one that opened the womb. She gave that to God. Guess what happened? God in chapter 2 of the same of Samuel. God opened up her womb. And she gave birth to five more children. That's the God we serve. And the Lord blessed Anna. And she conceived and gave birth to three sons and two daughters. Meanwhile, Samuel grew up in the presence of the Lord. That tells you something that when you put God first, whether with a tithe or with a fourth fruit, there is no way you are going to miss out. Can somebody say amen this morning, church? I don't know how he does it, but supernaturally, he will cause things to begin to come together. He will open up doors. He will touch somebody's heart. Increase is coming. Will you stand to your feet this morning? Praise God. Hallelujah. Did you get the, something out of this this morning, church? I want you to make sure that God is first this year in your life, but, but make room for God in your finances. Thank you for tuning in to the message brought to you today by Overcomers Christian Fellowship. If this message has been a blessing to you, will you consider partnering with us? Your financial contribution will go towards furthering the gospel here in the United States and abroad. Overcomers Christian Fellowship greatly appreciates your contribution and pray that it is met a hundredfold. May God's countenance shine upon you and his hand steadily be upon your life. You can connect with our ministry by visiting www.ocfinternational.org.